Episode of Pure Speculation from StruggleState.com. I'm your host, Zach Hayes, joined as always in the basement here with Phil Hayes. Yep. We are going to be talking about gold today. Gold. Why is everyone buying gold? That's the question being posed by the New York Times writer here. Um, and this is from uh, uh, Rashir Sharma. He's the chief global strategist at Morgan Stanley Investment Management. So um, he's he knows what he's talking he about. Knows gold. Uh, and his he uh, wrote a book called The Ten Rules of Successful Nations. Uh, but he wrote this article for New York Times. And you know, let's let, let's take some, there's some key points here that, uh, I want to note before we dive into the conversation here. Um, one in six Americans bought gold or precious metals in the last three months. Uh, gold has recently topped $2,000 per ounce for the first time ever. Investors have skyrocketed the price by 30% just this year alone on gold. Uh, that's off of a run of 20% of an increase back in 2019. So gold seeing some good returns right, right now. But over the last century, gold has only risen about 1.1% annually when factoring in inflation. So that doesn't compare very well to the stock market or other even safer investments like, you know, uh, U.S. bond purchases. But I want to ask you, Phil, are you one of these people, the one in six Americans who's bought gold in the last three months? No. Not, not for not. you. No, and I'm not the one in four that has thought about it either. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Gold to me is a little bit like uh, when I was reading the article, I'm like, I just don't know how I feel about gold in general. Like just purchasing it. I'm like, it just seems like such an old school thing to do. Yeah. It's, and so and similar to like savings bonds or anything right. else like that, um, you know, kind of an old, like, you know, way to diversify your portfolio, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But you know, the, the gold that they're talking about here, you know, there's a couple ways you can buy gold, right? right. Yep. You can either go buy the physical bars, you bars. can purchase it, uh, either locally or online. They'll send you the gold bars. It's not like, and, and usually bang for your buck. You're not getting like this, this huge, heavy, it's not piece like the of movies. Gold. No, it's, it's just like, you know, usually a little, um, little ounce there that you're buying yeah. at, at, cause at, you know, a couple thousand, thousand dollars an yeah, ounce, I you mean, gotta, you gotta buy a lot to get those big right. full bars, but, uh, you can also invest in it digitally. Basically yeah. you can, you can purchase gold, online where you, the same way you would purchase like a mutual fund. Yeah. Uh, you know, where it's, it's out there, you own it, but you don't physically have it. And for most of the people I talk to who are the people who purchase gold, cause you know, I did look into it. I was looking around May. Yeah. I was, uh, I was looking into purchasing gold. I guess I wish I would have now, right. um, but I was going to have it physically sent to me because most of the people who do purchase the gold from what I hear, at least they're like, well, what's the point if you don't physically have it? It, it, yeah. it, it defeats the purpose of why they're doing it. Cause it's more so not necessarily buying it because you think it's an in good, a uh, good investment. It's buying it. Cause you're preparing for something much bigger. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I looked at it too. I'm like, why would you want to buy gold digitally? It's kind of, to me, it's like you want to have it in case something happens, but that's always my argument is like, what if something did go to shit with everything? A what, catastrophe. Yeah. What's gold going to do for you? Well, it, it 
becomes a way to barter essentially. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the idea is that these, these precious metals are valuable. Your paper money is essentially worthless. So I right. mean, do you want, do you want an ounce of gold or do you want a, or do you want a hundred dollar bill? You want an yeah. ounce of gold. I mean, not just because it's worth more than a hundred dollar bill, but you, you see what I'm saying. If they were yeah. the equal amount of value in today's right. dollar, you know, you would rather have the gold than the paper money. Cause it's basically monopoly money. If shit hits a fan. Well, yeah, but that, that's kind of my thing. I guess it would be how bad shit hits the fan because it's like my <laughs> like, thought you, is I like, know you, you don't want to be around for that. No, anyway. <laughs> I, I don't. But, but the thing is to me is like, whenever people argue about gold, it's like, yeah, but if, if the dollar, I feel like if the U S dollar is worth nothing, it's like monopoly money. I don't feel like gold is going to be worth anything either. It's like, you want food, you want goods, but like, what are you going to do? Who's going to be like, yeah, I want a bar of gold. If things really hit the fan, Yeah, you're saying you're, you want more, you want things, you want the, at that point, Phil, you're right. saying that, that a, a, a case of Kroger water is more valuable is, than a, right. Than, than the, the bar of gold or than yeah. the ounce of gold. I get that argument. Yeah. And that's where it's like, if things go really bad with, with the dollar and the dollar alone, everything else is still well, then I understand the argument of gold. Well then, but at the same time, think of it this way. If, if the dollar collapses, yeah. The gold is still valuable on a global scale. Right. You could still unload that gold, whereas your paper money is worthless. I mean, if that yeah, happens, exactly. so, so there's, there's this middle road of not necessarily a, a catastrophe, Total, like a zombie apocalypse yeah, or something. We're not talking that so much right. here, I guess. It's more of like, you know, what happens if the dollar is, is no longer accepted. And we, we, you know, I've talked about this before, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of fear that people are taking away paper money. They don't want you to use it. Like I think yeah. we even talked about it on this yeah, podcast in the past when everything was happening and people weren't accepting, um, you know, paper money at some stores, right. They only wanted you to use credit card. And, and that was scary to a lot of people. And I think that helped kind of perpetuate the, um, the idea here that gold was the way to go and that it, and, and that's why you see this increase in value because there's people out there like, you know, the one I listen to is Peter Schiff, you know, uh, right. our, our buddy, Dan Griffin, he turned me on to him yeah. and I've been listening to him a lot and they've got a place online, shiftgold.com where you can actually go and you can purchase it. Now, okay. when I was looking at, when I was looking at, uh, the gold price back in May, yeah. this was May 1st, I was getting right. quotes. Okay. The, um, you know, the price today, I looked it up. It's 1967, 10 an ounce. Okay. $1,967 and 10 cents back yep. in May. It was $1,698. So, wow. so, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. It shoots up by the time you pay their fees, it works out to be about 1853. Okay. So you're paying almost $200 in fees. Right. And, and that's just to buy one ounce. Yeah. So you're going to be at about $2,200 a share or an ounce of gold. If you do purchase it online, by the time you pay for these services, because they got to make money too. Yeah, of so, course. So there's fees that come along with that. But the problem is with something that is as, uh, um, you know, that, that doesn't, you don't see a huge return on your, your, your money for this gold. It's, it's more of a, you're not doing it for like a long-term investment, I guess. It's more of the, right. the preparedness, but you know, those fees are going to hurt you. You're better off, Definitely. you know, once again, Dan, he goes and he buys it locally. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there's people who go out and, and they, they, they purchase these things where, um, you know, you can go, you can buy it and you know, you, you have it. And you know, a lot of people go that route. I think you should shop local. When I it comes think so to this too. Stuff. But the problem Why was during the pandemic, when 
the price was lower, a lot of these places were shut down. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know how easy it was to get your hands on it. I know when I was uh, initially inquiring about purchasing gold back in um, May, they said, well, we don't have any on hand right now. We can reserve you these at this price and we'll send them to you in three weeks or whenever when we do get more. So, I mean, that's another issue too. You know, I was like, that kind of scared me off. I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay today and get it, you know, three weeks from now when we're going through (laughs) this whole pandemic where we don't know what's going to happen next. So I kind of uh, avoided it, but you know, Phil, you say you don't, um, you know, this wasn't on your radar, not really something you were looking into, but what, what is your investment strategy? What, what do you, what do you do? Are you, are you in the stock market? Are you, are you into mutual funds? Are you into, uh, bonds? No, I honestly just being hundred percent honest, like I haven't, I haven't done a whole lot as far as that goes. And that's even reading this article, just some of the, the stuff that I, I was reading, I'm like, man, I need to like, uh, really look into things more because I, I just, I've never gotten into it. So you're, so basically just, you know, no stuff. You're just, uh, you've got an, uh, some sort of retirement plan yeah. for saving and, and investing. And that's about yeah, it. That's well, about it. And yep. I think that's part of the problem too, Phil, is that, you know, when you start talking about stocks and, and bonds and mutual funds, a lot of people are scared of doing it that. It does scare me. Because I, even as a, as a casual investor in the stock market, I, I, I think I like something. I buy it. I don't yeah. know when to sell. No, I, I, I wouldn't I'm terrible either. at selling because I get this anxiety where it's like, I buy it. And, um, I'm like, I, I I'm playing this game of like, can it go up? Can it go up? And I, I don't want to sell now and then miss out on a, this big run on the stock where it goes right. up 200%. And I'm sitting here holding the bag like, damn. And you know what, you know what I did it with Tesla stock. Yeah. I, fucked up big time on Tesla stock. Yep. I, I took a loss on it because I was reading these articles that were speculating that Tesla was going to go down to nothing. Right. Like it was going to basically go bankrupt. And meanwhile, during that time, in a course of a year, it went from $200 a share. I bought it around 300, I think. Uh-huh. Was going for 200 a share. It shot up to over $2,000 a share. Jeez. That's, that's when you lose out on, you're, you're talking like, you know, $75,000 in losses from selling too soon. And that's, that scared me off from like, you know, it's like take your money and run basically when that stock is up and never, never take a hit on it. If you don't sell, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going long-term on like the blue chip stocks that I can, because I know as a, as a, as a person who's 35 years old, right. A company like Apple. Amazon, GM, uh, you know, Halliburton, some of these companies that are just like, you know, hopefully along for the the long haul, like I'm either, I'll, I'll, I'll get that payoff 20 years from now because yeah. just over time. And, you know, I look for companies that are going to pay a dividend. Like I have a, a, a stock that's trading and it's, it's, I'm basically at a loss, but I mean, they pay out a great dividend, you know, you're right. making, uh, you know, 5% on just your dividend alone. And you, you're, you're, you're getting that money. So it's kind of like a free, uh, it's, it's a safety net essentially. So yeah. you might be temporarily taking a hit on this stock, but long-term it'll pay off and you're going to get these dividends. But you know, the, the things like this, the Robin hood apps that you see out there, those have really, um, kicked off in the last, you know, couple of years here where people are, are, are easily getting in and being able to buy portions of a stock or yeah. they start to look in, they can, uh, they don't have to, you know, it, Amazon at, at $3,500 a share, 
I can't afford to buy a, st- a share of Amazon, no, but I can afford to buy 10% of a share of Amazon. Right. But does it really do anything for you? Like that's what know. I'm seeing with stocks. Like you have to buy enough to where that 20% return on your money is worth it. Because if I buy something and it's, I'm only buying, let's say $300 I invest in a, yeah. in a stock. 20% return is pretty good in the stock market. Uh-huh. What does that get you? What's 20% of 300? 60 bucks. Yeah. Cool. Is it worth right. risking $300 that can go away to only make that kind of money to make 60 bucks? It's not worth yeah. it. So, so what you want to do, I guess, would be like my strategy is more like, okay, go in on something hard, right. like five grand worth that you know it's a stock that's not going to go away. It's only right. going to get better with time because it's stressful. If you're, yeah. when I watch, I literally look at it every day and it drives me nuts. But I also do like, mutual funds. And, um, you know, I have another uh, account that goes to, uh, my financial advisor and, you know, that puts, I put about 500 bucks a month into that and just constantly in a big lump sum, if I have it laying around where I can throw it at that, but I've never been into the, the precious metals things because I, I don't, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know what to do with it. Like, yeah, Yeah. you can sit on it, but what it it feels like it's going to be something that's just going to be passed down from generation to generation. Cause similar to stocks, you're not going to know when to sell. Right. Exactly. Why am I holding on to this? I I don't know. And see, that's always been kind of my issue with stocks and everything is like, I would say just in the last like couple years is when I haven't just been like scraping by paying bills. So it's like, I didn't have that extra money, but now since me and my wife were doing a little bit better and stuff. It's like, I've been, I have been like much more interested because I'm like, all right, well now I can put a few thousand dollars into something and invest. But don't you think this should be like a class in high school? There's like so many things. How, that should be. You, here's the thing at our, at our uh, local high school here, you, you had to take a swimming class right. in order to graduate. Yeah, exactly. You were not fit to go on to college or complete your high school education if you didn't pass a swimming class. Right. Now, most of us, we had learned to swim back when we were five or six. And, you know, there was always one or two kids who, uh, uh, they couldn't swim and they, they had to learn, they did learn there. So definitely something, but like the fact that you had to take that as a course to graduate and it lasted for a full semester, like why couldn't you just test out of that? Like, okay, here, know. I'm going to swim there and back two times. If you can do that without us having to jump in and save you and give you mouth to mouth, you guess what? You passed. However, yeah, nobody's going to have to learn a damn thing about uh, uh, investing, uh, the economy, or uh, uh, you know how to save and budget. Because a lot of the yeah. times it comes down to just budgeting. Like you're, you're afraid right. to lose that money. People are working so hard. They don't want to give up their extra money at, at, a, at a roll of the dice, but they have no problem going to the casino and unloading 500 bucks right. on, on the weekend or $1,000 uh, on the weekend just to go yeah. throw down some money on black or red. That's right. their investment strategy. And, and that's the thing. We're, we're scared by it because we don't we don't understand it because we didn't grow up learning it. You know, you're not yeah. comfortable with it because you you never nobody ever told you about it. I agree, and that's I think that's one of my biggest gripes about just like the school system is like you need. To, I, I don't know why there is not some type of money management class because it would help so many people. You know how many people like do get into credit card debt like I did at sure. you know years ago. It's like it, I think if somebody would have been sitting there with me saying like this is exactly what happens when you get a credit card at this amount. Like yeah. you, I just Here's don't what understand. it actually costs you. Here's that. Yeah. Let's, let's look at this. Let's, let's do, let's play this scenario out. Let's take right. your, your, you just bought a thousand dollar TV on your credit card. 
you know you're only going to make the minimum payments for yeah. the next two years to pay it off. Well, right. guess what? That $1,000 TV actually cost you $2,000 yeah. because of all that interest that accrued over the last two years because you were only paying the minimum. I yep. was looking at that with the student loans actually today. What, <laughs> this morning, I get the bill. I see it from my my wife, one of my wife's accounts, and yep. it was a, for a loan she took out back in 2006. Yeah. Um, I'm like, so when did you start paying on? She goes, I think after I graduated from, so maybe 2010. Mm-hmm. So I said, you've been paying this card for almost 10 years or paying this loan for almost 10 years. You took it out. The, the, the original loan amount was $12,000 and you owe 13 on it. Right. And you've been making payments. I know. Like, you know, you've been paying the, the bare minimum and, and it's only at a, and that's only at about a four and three quarter percent interest rate. Yeah. Which is very, very low, low compared yep. to what you would get at a, with a credit card. So imagine once you get yourself into that, and it was it was only twelve thousand dollars. I mean, and, right. and that amount just goes up and up and up because nobody really teaches us what the actual cost of this stuff is going to be, and that's a huge part yeah. of the problem. But I mean, I think we're getting a little off topic here, right. but at the same time, it, it plays into the whole a whole investment strategy. Definitely, because, um, people should be aware of this, and I I, I do think that buying precious metals is a is a good investment strategy, uh-huh. like anything else. Everything in moderation. You should own stocks. You should own bonds. You should own mutual funds. You should own precious metals. You should have a an investment in property. Like everything. There's no like you should be diverse as fuck. I mean, that should basically be your goal. Be, yeah. there, there's a book in there. Diverse as fuck. You know, that's how your <laughs> yeah. portfolio should look. Right. And that's the truth. But you know, the reason why some of this gold is on an upswing is because of what's happening in our, our government's fear, fear and what's happening in our government, because we're worried about, you know, the money that's being poured out of the central banks and government, uh, for the stimulus programs. And that's something where it, it it says in this article, it could trigger inflation. It definitely will trigger inflation. We're, and that's when, when you see the inflation, your value, the value of your dollar goes down. And now you're looking at a situation where the gold seems much more attractive. So right. that's part of the reason why this is happening. I think most of us are pretty confident that there's going to be inflation and a, a long-term recession here that we're going to really be struggling to get out of. Um, yeah. so it feels safer. You know what I mean? You can't, you know, that stock can't just dip. If you have that gold, right. physical gold, you've got it. You know, that that's fine. You have it in your possession. Like if you're doing it digitally, which I don't recommend. Yeah. yeah then it could just be here today, gone tomorrow. And then you're panicking and you're selling. Whereas when you have the physical gold, it's a little harder just to unload it. You know what I mean? So you're probably not going to hit that, that panic button, the fear button. Exactly. Cause that's what I did with the Tesla stock. It was fear. It was yeah, panic. Don't and, do that. and that's what a lot of people did back in uh, March as well. March and April, when we saw the stock market, take that really huge dip originally and it shot right right back up, but all the casual investors got out because they saw their, 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 they were um, afraid the the dollar signs were just dropping. Yeah. They were going out and they were gone and and all their money's floating away. So they're like, I got to sell, I got to get out of this. And that's what happens with these kind of funds where the long-term guys, they know what to do. They're going to, they know this stuff is going to exactly. So everybody dumped it. And what did they do? They bought it up. And then now they're seeing uh, a, a performance that has been just uh, unprecedented for yeah. the uh, for the stock market. So what we're looking at now is a result of people panicking. But I do exactly. think I'm not panicking, but I'm speculating here that that before November or even after November, it's going to dip again. I mean, there's no way that we can constrict we can continue with these strong. 
um, uh, performances that we've seen. So, you know, there's a lot of speculation on the the vaccine companies that are coming out. So you've got people buying up those stocks and that's really a crap shoot. I've got, I invested in a couple and it's like, if it hits great, but I could really lose everything. I mean, and it's, it's oh, yeah. nerve wracking. Oh, for sure. And I, I think that's the, the reason that gold is a little more popular right now is because although you've only seen what it was a 1.1% value over, you know, a long period of time. But that's the thing is that you don't see a huge downswing in the value of gold. True. And I think that's why a lot of people are a little more uh, inclined to buy gold in a time like this, because even though it doesn't necessarily go way up, it doesn't go way down either. So it's fairly safe. Yeah. And, and it's the, the safety thing is what people like about it. I think exactly. it's kind of like when you buy your home, right? You know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's that, it's that big investment that most people would not normally make. You would not normally right. take out a loan for something for, um, you know, couple hundred thousand dollars, $300,000. If it's not something you were going to utilize the way you utilize your home, yeah, it feels safe. So even if the housing market drops, if you don't have to get out of your home, you really don't care. You wait it out. Because yeah, because you live there and you know, you're locked in, you're, you're at your price. That really doesn't change. The only thing that can change is if you have one of those variable rate interest loans, which are scary. I don't even know if I they still do offer those. Like, do they still, you just, you bought a house recently. Did they offer up a variable rate loan? I, you know what? I, I think they did. But they? I, I, there's no way I would ever take that. That's one thing you do not want to do. No, yeah, <laughs> not at all. And and that's that's what I, I would avoid that at all costs because that's how a lot of people end up upside down on their homes because yeah. they, they can't, when that hits, that you're screwed. Um, but, you know, the the situation we're in, you know, it's 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 these kind of times that make a an item like gold so uh, desirable, you know? Yeah, and it definitely makes sense. And I, I think... I think you'll see an uptick in it for a while still, because I think we're still going to, I think we're yet to see the worst of it. So you think that even at $2,000 an ounce gold will still, you're still going to see that uptick. You think think it's going to be 22, maybe 2,300. It's kind of, it feels, it feels, it feels a little Bitcoin-ish though. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm apprehensive to invest at this time just because it feels like with all the, the buzziness around it, or as you know, the, what is the author called it? Uh, gold bugs, with all the gold bugs out there, um, buying up the gold. It feels like, uh, you're investing at the wrong time. You always want to buy low, sell high, right? This is kind of, it feels like it's the opposite, but I thought the same way about the stock market a a little while ago where I even said, I told people, "Eh, I wouldn't buy right now. And you know, I talked to my investment guy, said, Hey, should I throw, you know, X amount of dollars into the account. And he's, uh, wait until June. Then it was, oh, wait until July. Then wait till, cause it feels like something's got to happen though. It feels like something's happening. Like we have this, I I feel like if we were, if we were like birds, we'd all be getting ready to fly South right now because it feels like something there's, there's a change in the air where it feels like how much longer can this happen? I know it's like, it feels like something's been brewing for so long. And like you, we all know, or at least we all think that the bubble's going to pop at some time Yeah, and it just hasn't come yet, which I thought it would have by now. Yeah. So, I mean, for anybody thinking out there about buying gold, I, I would say it doesn't hurt. You know, I would ask around, ask your friends, do you know somebody locally where we can go purchase gold? I would buy it physically and you know, you don't have to buy. It's much like, you know, much like the Robin hood, uh, model where you don't have to buy the full stock. You don't feel like you have to go buy a whole $2,000, 
ounce no. of gold. You can break that up. You can buy a little gold coin and, um, you know, they have different sizes available. You don't have to bite off more than you can chew. Um, but you know, I, I wonder if people are taking out loans to go buy some of these investments because of how cheap it is to borrow right now. Yeah. Um, but here, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this kind of on what the author says. They they kind of sum it up here. As an investment, gold has none of the virtues I admire, like innovation or dy- dynamism. Dynamism. <laughs> sure. Dynamism. And many of the vices I despise, including the rent-seeking mindset typical of extractive industries. But these times aren't normal. Unless a vaccine emerges quickly, central banks stop printing money frantically and real interest rates start rising again, which, by the way, the Fed said they're not even thinking about thinking about raising rates and no. they do not expect it to move before 2022. So um, it is difficult not to be a gold bug right now. So there you go. It's a new way of looking at an investment. Um, I, I I can't, you, you listen to Peter Schiff's podcast. The dude talks yeah. about gold constantly. I'll I, have I to mean, check it, that out. It just, it'll give you a little um, introduction to why he thinks there's going to be this increase in gold. And he's been calling for the 2000 price for a while now, ever since the beginning of this, he's been calling for the $2,000 mark on the gold. Um, so listen to what he says. I mean, he's more of an expert on it than we are. We're right. just purely speculating That's right. over here. So until next week, we will be back with yet another episode of Pure Speculation. And you can find us as always and more articles on strugglestate.com. And do not forget... The struggle is real. Yeah.